Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. I'm going to talk to you about the shelter. And the shelter that I'm talking about is found in Psalms 91, as well as other scripture that we're going to be looking at. But I want you to think about this morning. If you heard news, if you heard the news, uh, and the weather forecaster, and he told us, uh, they said, there's going to be a severe storm. There's maybe going to be a tornado. There's maybe going to be an earthquake. If you heard that, what would you do? You would begin to seek shelter, wouldn't you? You would look for the shelter to get yourself and your family in a protected place. Well, that's what I'm talking about this morning. Look for the shelter. Seek out the shelter because we're in dark times and and things are happening so rapidly and all around us, the darkness is moving in. But this is our time to arise and shine as never before. And when we need the shelter, we have the shelter. It is ours. You know, um, my family... Uh, years ago, we haven't done this in a little while, but my dad's family, we would have a reunion and we would go up to the Smokies on the Greenbrier side because that's where my family came from in the Smokies up there in the, in the Greenbrier area. My grandmother, whom I'm named after, is buried in that Smoky Mountain Cemetery that's up there. So we would go up there and we would, you know, everybody would get prepared for the picnic and bring all the things that they bring. And then we would set it up under the shelter. Now the shelter was there to, to keep the rain and the elements off of us uh, if things didn't work out so good in weather that day. Well, see, God is telling us that in time of trouble and in time of need, you have a shelter. Jesus is a shelter. Now, the shelter is built upon a rock. The rock, Jesus is the rock. The words that he says, that the Heavenly Father says through the Scripture, that gives us the foundation for the rock. That is the foundation, the rock. And then the shelter is there to protect us and to keep us. Now, we have a covenant with God. We talked about this morning and we prayed for healing and that's in our covenant, isn't it? Salvation and eternal life going to heaven. That is in our covenant, isn't it? Well, what I'm going to talk to you this morning, this protection, this shelter that we're going to look at, it is in your covenant too. But the thing about it is, so many people don't know about it, or even if they've heard about it, they're not standing for it. They're not believing for it. What you don't believe for, you're not going to have. You know, I've seen people go in their house and they've got a Bible laying on that coffee table and that might speak when they come in, we believe in God and that's great. But if that Bible just lays there and collects dust and nobody is opening it up to look at it and to read, it's not going to help. 
You got to get it in you. And see, that's what this morning is all about. And I hope I provoke you. And when we begin to look into these things, that you will read Psalms 91 for yourself. I have read Psalms 91 in the last little bit over and over and over again in every translation that I could get. Because I want to get this in my spirit. Is this a new truth to me, a new revelation? Absolutely not. But it's fresh. And that's what God wants to do in you this morning. He wants to bring you a fresh revelation. Oh, I've heard that before. Well, just put on your helmet and keep it from penetrating, I guess. But others, you open yourself. And God will give you something special this morning. I believe that. Amen? Amen. Now, as we talk about a shelter, it's a covering. It means defense. It means dwelling. It's a haven. Now, listen to this. It's a hideaway. Don't you just sometimes need to go to the hideaway? Boy, I've been... In, in places in my life where I wanted to go to the hideaway. I wanted to go to the place in God where he would shield me, where he would protect me. And you may be going through some things as you're in here this morning and you need protection. You need shelter. You need a hideaway. You need a haven. You just need to be, pull, uh, to be able to pull away and get away from it all. And God says... I am that shelter. I'll be your hideaway. It also means refuge. You know, when we talk about a wildlife refuge, where is that? That's a place where, uh, you know, the animals can go and it's a protected place. They can't hunt inside there. They can't harm the, the animals inside there. Well, God has got a refuge for his people. God has got a place, and Satan cannot get in there. You are in a protected place. Amen? It also means safety. Sometimes we just need safety. We need security. We need a shield. And, we need, and also this word shelter, it talks about an umbrella. It's a covering over God's people. And I'm so thankful for that, aren't you? You know, I remember there was a time, and I didn't understand a lot about this at that particular time. We had just started the church, and that was in 1978. And during that particular time, uh, it was in the winter season, and it had snowed. And just like always, Eddie and I want to get out and go. We don't want to be hemmed in. We want to go. And so we determined, you know, that we were going to get out and go have breakfast, I think, somewhere. And so we, we get out in our car. And uh, the next thing we know, it is really bad weather. And we're sliding everywhere. And our car begins to spin. And at that time, we begin to call on God. We begin to seek the shelter. We begin to seek the covering. And we both at the same time begin to say out loud, in the name of Jesus, Father, thank you for your protection. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord, for your security, for watching over the safety Lord, do that for us. And I'm telling you, that car straightened up and we went right on. But that was a scary moment. And you know, when uh, storms come and when the tempest is rolling, you know, and, and everything is going on in your life, begin to speak the name of Jesus. Begin to speak the word of God because he's your shelter from the storm. Amen. Now, 
2 uh, Timothy 3.1. I'm just going to set this up before I go to Psalms 91. This know also, be aware, understand is what he's saying, that in the last days, are we in the last days? As a matter of fact, we're in the last of the last days. Not at the beginning of the last days. We're in the latter part of the last days. And he said, perilous times shall come. That's dangerous, difficult, hard to bear times will come on the face of the earth. Now listen to this, 1 Thessalonians 5, 4, and 9. Brethren, you are not in the darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. For God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation. Now we know that salvation has to do with our eternal life. But if you look that word up, you know what it means? It means to rescue. It means safety. It means deliverance. It means health. It, and, and talking about all these things, it's spirit, soul, and body. See, we're not appointed to all these things. We're not appointed to all uh, the wrath, all the darkness, all the wickedness and what it will produce. We've not been appointed unto that. We've been appointed salvation. In other words, refuge, shelter. When all these things begin to happen, God is there for us. He doesn't leave us outside of that. Can you say amen? Amen. Now, what I want to do this morning, and I have to go rather quickly, so if you're taking notes, that's fine, but let's examine scripture uh, that has to do with protection and the shelter. We're going to look at it. And you can go ahead and turn your Bible to Psalm 91 because we're going to be going up and down through here. I didn't go in, in an order. I just began to pull things out for us to look at and for us to think about, okay? The first thing I want us to know is we need to understand what God's Word says about your protection, you need to know what he says. Because why? Because if you know what he says, you hear it and it brings faith to you and you can believe for it. A lot of people don't know that they can believe for God's protection and his shelter. But we will hear this this morning. It may be the first time you hear it. Maybe you've heard it before. It doesn't matter. It begins to stir it up in our hearts. Psalms 91 verse number 10 it says, there shall no evil that has to do with harm and calamity befall you. Neither shall any plague come nigh your dwelling. Now, the plague has to do with an epidemic, an outbreak, and pestilence. Now, everybody was scared about Ebola. Remember that? They were scared, scared about that. And, you, you know, you don't need to play around with something like that. You don't need to be careless for sure. But here I'm telling you that God says that he will deliver you from that outbreak, that pestilence. He will deliver you from that. See, I'm not saying that you take something like this, like I said, carelessly and do things and put yourself in a position of tempting the Lord with that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when you find yourself in a position, you can know and understand what God's word says. And he says, 
that the, the evil and the plague will not come near your dwelling. Amen? Psalms 91.4 in the Message Bible. Now listen to this. His huge outstretched arms protect you. Under them, you're perfectly safe. His arms fend off all harm. And verse number three, he rescues you from hidden traps and shields you from deadly hazards. Isn't that a good word? That's what God does for us. And we need to understand that. When I read that, that brings such security to me, does it you? I think about, you know, a father, a father figure is supposed to be, and I know in our day and time, it's not all this way. <coughs> Excuse me, but the father figure is supposed to be a protector in the home, one that will protect and pull in and, 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 and take care of the family, take care of the children. That's what God intended. And so the heavenly Father stretches out those arms, pulls his people in to the haven, to the hideaway, to the shelter, and keeps them. You may need that this morning. I encourage you. If there's traps out there, if there's hazards set out there for you, receive what God does for you Amen. through His Word. Amen. It's a done deal. Praise God. So the first thing is we need to understand what God's Word says about our protection. That way we can believe for it. The second thing I want you to know about it, you can enter into the shelter of God's protection by your words of faith. Oh, I knew you were going to get to that. That's right, because if you read the Bible, you're always going to get to that because your mouth has something to do with it. You don't even get born again unless you confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So don't give me that stuff about the name it and claim it. You better name it and you better claim it because it's the Word of God. And I'm going to give you some scripture for it. <laughs> Psalms 91, 1 and 2, uh, I'm, we're going to read from, again, the Message Bible, Psalms 91, 1 and 2 in the Message Bible, if you will just put it up here. You who sit down in the high God's presence, he's not low, he's high, spend the night in Shaddai's shadow, say this, Say, everybody say, say this. Say this. this is what you say. God, you're my refuge. I trust in you and I'm safe. Let's read it again. Say this. Say this. God, you're my refuge. I trust in you and I'm safe. Now see, when fear comes, when the enemy comes, when lies and deception come, say this. Speak it. And I hear people all the time. Well, I wouldn't say that. You know, I watch people when we make confessions. You say, you really? Do? Yes, I do. I'm pastor here with my husband, and we look around to this congregation. Look well to your flocks. Amen. We know. We know our flock. And I see people that need it so badly, and he'll be leading in a confession. You're the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. You always triumph in Christ. Whatever the confession is, and I watch people just stand there. 
I wouldn't say that. Well, I would because he said, say this. And so we got to be talking. We've got to be speaking. Oh my God, I don't know what I'm going to do. The the devil's after me. Circumstances are horrible. I feel like I'm in a terrible storm. Say this. God is my refuge. In Him, I am safe. That's what you say. Well, this is all going on. And you counter it by what you say. See, everybody wants to say what they see. If you're just seeing in the natural, you're saying all kinds of wrong things. But if you're seeing in the spiritual and seeing being led by the Word of God, you see a different thing than what's going on. Jesus sees a different thing than what's going on. You remember those disciples? I've been reading about this. I talked about it Wednesday night just a little bit. I referred to it, but... You remember when Jesus um, was ministering to people and he said to his disciples, get in the boat and go to the other side. And he went out and prayed and did whatever he was going to do. And I tell you, they got out there in the middle of that uh, water and uh, uh, there were mountains around it, you know, and that storm came over those mountains and they were out on that water and the, uh, the boat in the middle of it was being tossed everywhere and they were so afraid. And Jesus came walking on the water. He didn't care about the waves. He didn't care about all of that. He came walking on the water to them. And Jesus will come walking on the water. If you're out there in the ship and your boat is in the middle and you're being tossed about, he'll walk on the water to get to you. And when he gets to you, he's going to say what he said to his disciples. He said, fear not, for I am with you. And be of good cheer. So don't be depressed and downtrodden when you know that. You can be happy in the Lord. He has made me glad. Maybe you don't have anything to be glad about, but He has made me glad. Not circumstances have made me glad. Not people have made me glad. Not my pocketbook has made me glad. God has made me glad. Why? Because we can be of good cheer because he's made a way. He's got the shelter from the storm. He's got the refuge. Are you with me this morning? Amen. So if you don't say it, you won't have it. That's just the way it is. Okay? Faith believes and acts and says... And I I would like to talk a lot about faith, but I don't have time. (laughs) Uh, The third thing I want to bring to your attention this morning, when trouble threatens, do not fear. When trouble threatens, do not fear. Let's read Psalms 91, 5 and 6 out of the Message Bible. Psalms 91, 5 and 6 out of the Message. It says, fear nothing. Not wild wolves in the night, not flying arrows in the day. That's what, day or night, do not fear. Whatever is around. Okay, let's go to the next verse. 
verse 6, not disease that prowls through the darkness, nor disaster that erupts at high noon. Whenever it comes. It doesn't matter what time of the day. It doesn't matter if you're with someone or you're not with someone. He said, do not fear. He said, don't fear disease and don't fear disaster. Does that mean you're to act foolishly and not do things that you know to do? No, you've got a brain, use common sense, but then you've got to trust the Lord. You've got to trust him. And when he says, do not fear, you know why he tells us not to fear? Because if we're in fear, we're not in faith. And faith is what moves mountains. Faith is what brings answers. Faith is what brings solutions. If you keep doing what you've been doing, you're going to get the same results. And I say it over and over in my messages because I believe that it is so important. We make choices and we keep making the same choices and messing up our life. It's time to make different choices. And it's time to not fear. It's time to say, some things. It's time to know what the Bible says about your protection. Make wise choices. I meet with people all the time and I'll sit down with them and I'll tell them, okay, you're meeting with Dr. Nora today. If you went to your doctor, you're going to get a prescription. I'm going to give you a prescription. So I'm telling you when you sit down with me to talk with me, if you don't want a prescription, we don't need to talk because I'm going to write out a prescription for you. And I begin to write it out based on what they tell me. Now, I don't want to counsel a lot of people, so I'm not saying that. So don't, I can't do a lot of that. But I'm talking about the times when, when I do share with people. And so, um, you know, I'll, I'll sit down and what they've shared with me, what they're going through, the troubles that they're facing, I will sit down and I will write out. I will write, okay, this scripture, you need to do this. And you need to do this. And you need to do this. And it's not what I think. It's what the Bible tells us about it. Because if you want to get different results, you've got to make different choices. This is a choice that's built upon a solid rock that will hold you up when the storms of life come. And what you've been doing, uh, if you don't, you know, if, if you're just messing up your life and doing all kinds of things to bring trouble upon yourself, you got your house built on the sand. And when the storm comes, the sand's not going to hold you up, but you're going to begin to sink with the sand. But God said, I'll hold you up in the water. He told Peter, get out of that boat and walk on the water with me. This morning, I dare say that God is telling you, get out of your boat and walk on the water with me. Keep, uh, don't keep living the way that you're living in defeat and oppression and depression and lack and all of that. Don't keep living that way. Get out of the boat and walk with me. You know, Peter got out of the boat and he started walking. And in a, a, a few minutes, what began to happen? The Bible said fear came in his heart. Fear came because the, uh, the waves were all around. Just think about that. If you're walking on the water, what does it matter if there's waves or not? That's a miracle. <laughs> Don't you think? 
And so here's Peter. He begins to sink, but you know what he does? He begins to call out to God. He begins to call out for the refuge. He begins to call out for the shelter. And Jesus said, be not afraid, Peter. It's me. And took hold of his hand. And he didn't sink. And you won't sink either if you call on God, take hold of his hand, and do it the way he's given us to do it. You see, we want to do things our own way. We want to be unique. We want to be our own person. Well, I'm, I'm a pretty independent person. I'm a person, uh, you know, that um, I like to be creative. I like to do things certain ways and all of that. But you know what I've learned? I don't know better than God. And it doesn't take a whole lot of time to realize that, does it? Because if you do things in your, on your own and in your own strength, you fail, you sink. But in God, he'll hold you up. Amen? Okay. So uh, when trouble threatens, we're told here, do not fear. Amen? Now the fourth thing, don't compare your situation with others. What you're going through, don't compare it with others. Because if you look at other people's lives, what they're going through, and you say, well, that's going to happen to me. It may be a family member. That's going to happen to me. No, don't compare yourself with others. You are an individual in God. It's you and God, God and company, if you will. Now, I'm not talking about that in the wrong way because we're to be in unity and harmony and we're to be connected and we're... Uh, <clears throat> to live, you know, not in discord or, you know, at the, as the long ranger, I'll, I'll give you that. But when it comes to your faith and what's going on in your life, you need to believe it. Other people might not believe it. You might be in a family that they don't believe. Maybe they're Christians, but they don't believe the Word of God when they see it because of religious traditions. And because they don't believe it and because things are happening to them, does that mean that that has to be your lot in life? No. If you make different choices and your choice is the word of God and believing these promises and acting upon them and saying them and living in them, you're going to get different results than they do. Okay, so let's just establish that out of Psalms 91 and verse number seven. Let's just read that. Psalms 91 verse number seven. Uh, It says, a thousand shall fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Now, you can't get any clearer than that. He said, as you're looking around, as you're walking in life, he said, there may be a thousand people that you look, and they're, they're going through the same thing that you're going through, and they're just laid out everywhere. And he said, you turn to the other side, and you look on the other side, and there are people that are facing the same thing that you're facing, and they're just laid out. They fail everywhere. God said, no. You will not fall. You will not fail if you will go to the shelter. If you will live under the shelter of the Almighty. If you will let those outstretched wings protect you and wrap around you and pull you in and give you that hideaway and give you that haven, God will protect you. Amen? Now I'm talk- I don't believe that God's just having me preach this message for no reason this morning. Do you? I believe there's a reason. He wants us to hear it. He wants us to get it in our spirit. I prayed a lot about this. I was talking to Eddie uh, uh, 
this week, and he said, um, you know, what are you going to minister on Sunday? And I told him what I was going to minister, and he said, wow, that is so funny. God has been dealing with me about Psalms 91. And see, we hadn't talked about it or anything, but I knew, you know, when I was going to speak on a Sunday morning, this is what I was to speak. Amen? So you have to know that um, people might fall all around you that are going through similar things, but it will not come near you. That takes faith to believe that, folks. It's not going to happen because it's laying on your coffee table. You have to pick your Bible up and you have to read it and you say, Lord, that's me. I accept that. See, as I'm preaching today, you can say, Lord, I receive that. I receive that. I take that. That's mine. I take it. You know, you can do that. And so don't compare your situation with other people, what you're going through and what they go through because you're different. The Lord causes you to stand out. He makes a difference in you and somebody that doesn't have a covenant. You have a covenant, so there's a difference made in your life and their life. You remember the Israelites when they were in Egypt's bondage and they were down there and uh, things were happening in Egypt, but in the house of Goshen where the Israelites were, it wasn't happening to them. See, that God gives us a pattern. He's giving us something that we can look at and we can see, even though it's happening happening all around us. It will not come nigh my dwelling. You should say, it will not come nigh my dwelling. That has to do with the shelter, folks. It'll not come to your shelter. Praise the Lord. I get excited. He delivers, he rescues us in time of trouble, and he honors us. Did you know that? That's. Uh, I want to look at uh, verse 14 and 15, not just tell you that, but I want us to look at this. Uh, 91, 14, 15. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him and I will let set him on high because he has known my name. See, this is going from uh, telling us here what we have to God speaking. And God speaks and he says, because he or because you have set your love upon me, talking about the Lord, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. You remember I told you when we were spinning uh, on the ice, we began to say, in the name of Jesus. See, we love the Lord. And we know his name. Amen. Do you love the Lord this morning? If you, if you haven't developed in that, sometimes we get saved. Perry was talking about, Perry Stone. And he was talking about sometimes people just get saved so they won't go to hell. Well, that'll get you in the door. But you need to develop your love for the Lord. That's so important. He loves you with an everlasting love. And you know, he cares about you. He provides the shelter. He provides the protection. Amen. And it says, he shall call upon me, talking about us, calling upon the Lord, and I will answer him, and I will be with him in trouble, and I will 
deliver him. He will be with you in trouble. Have you ever been in trouble before and you feel like so lonely and you feel like nobody doesn't understand, even though there, there could be a, a lot of people all, all around you, but you feel like no one understands. I will be with you in trouble. People may not know to stand with you that you're going through trouble. People just may not be there because they're too busy when you're in trouble. But I want to tell you, in times of trouble, He will be with you. He doesn't leave you. I, I love what John says. He doesn't leave us as an orphan. Orphans are abandoned. Well, see, you may feel that way spiritually. You may feel like you're an orphan, but I'm telling you, God will be with you in your trouble. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. Whatever you're going through, God is there for you, and He will be in the middle of it. Can you say amen? amen. Praise the Lord. So, the fifth thing I want to talk to you about is receive angelic assistance. Psalms 91 verse 11 through 13. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Now those are promises for angels to help you. When you are born again, Hebrews talks about every believer, uh, those that are heirs of salvation get angels to be involved in their life. So, but you know what? Many times we restrict them. You know why? Because angels in Psalms talks about this. Angels hearken or listen to hear the word of God, the voice of the word. You have to speak the word of God. And when you do, then angels can go to work in your life. You say, that sounds ridiculous. That is supernatural. We are not living in the natural. We're not looking to the natural. I believe in angels. I've seen angels before. I know God has given me a glimpse in angels that help me do what I do in ministry. And it's happened two times in my life. Once when I was on a fast and an angel came. And I'm telling you, when I saw the angel, whoa, it was a large being. And it was clothed in armor. And I knew it was a warring angel to help me and help us in ministry here. You know, I have specific responsibilities. I, I have things I do in ministry. And that warring angel came to help me fulfill what God had called me to do. And, and several times I've seen angels. You've got angels. Churches have angels. The, the church at Ephesus has an angel that you read about in the book of Revelation and all, all the churches. But the church at Knoxville, at Redemption Church, there's angels that help us. So we have angelic assistance, but many times we tie their hands and they just stand there when they could be working for us, but we're speaking so contrary to the Word of God, it, they just don't move. They hearken, listen to me, they hearken or listen for the voice of the Word. That means the voice of the Word has to be the voice has to do with speaking. Amen? You got to speak it. Sixth thing, stand your ground. Psalms 91, 13. Now listen to this out of the Message Bible. Psalms 91, 13. You'll walk unharmed among lions and snakes and kick young lions and serpents, which are demons, from the path. You've got a path. 
And the Bible says clearly, you'll kick those demon powers from the path. It's not going to be a literal kick. It's going to be a kick with the weapons that God get, gives you. Amen? Praise the Lord. I don't really have time to get into any more than that. The seventh thing, purposely accept God as your protector and shelter. Now, Psalms 91.4 in the New Living, it says this. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and your protection. Isn't that good? Psalms 91.8 out of the Amplified. Only a spectator shall you be yourself inaccessible in the secret place of the Most High as you witness the reward of the wicked. I'm going to read it one more time. Only a spectator shall you be yourself inaccessible in the secret place of the Most High as you witness the reward of the wicked. In other words, you're inaccessible. The trouble, the storm cannot take you down. You got a shelter. You got a protector. Amen? That's very important. I wish I had time to talk about Isaiah 4. I don't. But if you go over there, it says that there's a covering uh, over the, the assemblies in Mount Zion. That has to do with the local church. There's a covering. You see, there's a protection. When we talk about protection, that can be a part of your life. That's why it's so important to belong to a local church. Some people don't see it, but you don't read the Bible then if you don't see it because it's in there. And I don't have time to get into all of that. But the eighth and last thing, take possession of the promise of longevity. Psalms 91:16 With long life will I satisfy or gratify to the fullest him and show him my salvation. And again, salvation has to do with deliverance, refuge, shelter, and protection. So God wants to give you long life. Now I presented to you this morning eight things to out of Psalms 91, and there's so much more that you can look at, and I really encourage you to do that and to read that. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.